everybody, you did one hell of a job. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! It's Talking Boys with the Boys. Cowboys familiar. What's up? This is Talking Boys with the Boys, and we're back again with some of that Cowboys fuego. But first, a little business. Please take a minute to share and subscribe, leave us a rating, and a review wherever you find this pod. Five stars and a couple of sentences on why you love this pod will be greatly appreciated. And now, the conglomerate, the panel of homies, I'm your host, Adam Y, along with my co-host, Mark Shadamas D, also known as Garfield's cousin, and the half-brother to Heathcliff. Boneless Dylan Wilson. And Andres, a.k.a. Dreezy. Hey guys, it's Jess, and I don't have a cool nickname yet, so we're going to have to come up with one, because it's just necessary to be on this podcast. Hey! Hey. I thought he said said Dylan Boneless Wilson. I was like, dog, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it after that, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, man. Well, let's get on to this thing, man. Hey, look. On Thursday night football, the Superdome turned into the Thunderdome when the Saints came marching in, but it was Los Cowboys that left winning the war 27 to 17, winning the game of inches. Life's this game of inches. So is football. Because in either game, life or football, the margin for error is so small. I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. They're in every break of the game, every minute, every second. On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. Carthy was stated as saying, you need these wins. You need that adversity of opportunities and experiences. It's December football. Can't always have pretty wins, y'all. It's ugly wins that will set this team apart for a playoff run, in my opinion. Yeah. I know Tampa Bay would have gladly taken an ugly win over Washington. All wins are beautiful to me. If it's a W, it's beautiful. But some fans ain't like that, man. Some fans complain about everything. Yeah, they're the same ones standing on the ledges. But as Dak said, they can get off the bandwagon. So if QB1 says get off the bandwagon, please feel free to jump right off the bandwagon if that's how they feel. Yep. yep. If you don't want to jump, I can kick you right off too. <laughs> and, and if he won't kick you off on the – if you won't fall off on the first kick, I'll I kick you off on the second. I promise you that. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Ah, but anyway, man. about it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> hey, man. All right, Mark, we'll bring us in with some Cowboys news, dog. What's good, Cowboys Nation? Look good, feel good, feel good, pod good. Let's play. Well, wakey, wakey, Cowboys Nation. We got a dub and some bakey. Our Cowboys walked in New Orleans and exercised some bad juju from previous weeks. 
We won a game of inches against the Saints with a 27-17 victory and snatched another win for our 8-4 and four NFC East leading Dallas Cowboys. Oh. That was an ugly win, but oh. a win is a win. We got the job done and took care of business. On to the news. We expect Mike McCarthy to return to the building Thursday. EVP Stephen Jones tells 105.3 The Fan that will be 10 days after he initially tested positive for COVID-19. Taking into account that McCarthy is vaccinated, he would need two negative tests 24 hours apart to return sooner. Till then, he leads this juggernaut via Zoom. Fucking hate Zoom. The biggest <laughs> news of the day is Cowboys <laughs> VP Stephen Jones. <laughs> At 105.3 The Fan, that boring any surprise, they expect to have defensive end Randy Gregory and defensive tackle Neville Gallimore back this week to play at Washington. Yeah, man, I can't Woo! wait to see what hey, that's going to look like. Hey, the Russian are complete. The boogeyman are hey, complete. They're coming, dog. <laughs> hey, I usually don't do this, but a little Washington news, just because he's such a big weapon for him. It looks like uh, primary passing game target Logan Thomas reportedly tore his ACL last night. So back to you, BB. Hey, man. But all right. Well, let's get this recap going, man. Good, the wrong, and the ugly. All right. <laughs> My so, all right. Ugly of the week. I have. I hate to say it, but baby Jesus, Kellen Moore, man. I don't know what's going on, man. <laughs> so, so well, we we put Zeke out wide against Marshawn Lattimore. We're he's hobbled. He's we're running this streak route and we throw it to him. Like, mm-hmm. what are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing here, Kellen? <laughs> but it's not it's not just that though, man. Like you, y'all want to know what our least efficient like areas are where we run the ball. It's up the middle and to the guards. Our yeah. most efficient are to the edge. So why are we so insistent on running the ball head up the middle? Instead of giving it out to the edges, you know, we finally threw a pitch pass or a pitch, you know, we pitched it out to Tony Pollard and he scored a 50-something yard touchdown on it. So I would like to see Kellen Moore <laughs> get back in his bag like we know he can. That bag is deeper than poetry. I've always said it. So Kellen Moore, get back mm. in that bag and get back to running the ball effectively. And that means running it to the edge. Thanks. All right, man. Well, I'll backdoor you with one of my uglies, man. One of my uglies is this, man. Through the first nine games of the season, the Cowboys offense had 17 drives that went three and out. They have had the last three games, man. So that third down efficiency, man, is killing us. We cannot convert. We cannot convert on thirds. And heading into this last quarter of the season, man, if we don't start converting, it's not going to bode well for this offense, man. I don't know how long this defense can hold up either. So, But yeah, that's my ugly, man. Third down efficiency continues to be Ugly. Ugly. It's real real ugly. Well, you know what? I'm going to piggyback off of what Dylan said because you mentioned one specific guy. You may or may not know him. His name is uh, Ezekiel Elliott, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We love Zeke. However, why is he still playing? He is hurt. And I'm sorry. I would rather have sat him for this game so he has time to rehabilitate that knee that is clearly bothering him. We didn't need him in this game. We have Tony freaking Pollard. We have TP. Why is he still running the damn ball? I'm sorry. But we need him more before we are playoff bound. And I'm going to say it confidently because the no-name team is not even going to be discussed here. Why is Zeke's health being risked? 
so much right before postseason play. I do not understand. So sit the guy down. I know he's hungry. I know he wants to eat, but he's not eating anything when he's hurt. And it's just, it is, <laughs> it is hurting me to see him play like this. It's hurting yes. me. Yes. Because hey. now you have all of the Zeke haters coming back that were shut out the start of the mm-hmm. season. They're back saying, oh, oh Tony Pollard is running back. Oh, yeah. He's not, and I have so much respect for Pollard and who he's become this season. He's really becoming his own player, uh, his own identity, if you will. But at the same time, utilize him. We know that. So why is Zeke still running? Anyways, that's off my Zeke soapbox. So for me, that's the ugliest thing I saw, is why is Zeke still in the game? You don't have a reason to have him in. You have Tony Pollard. Mic drop. Again, again, mic drop. Again, Kellen, what are you doing? What are you doing, Kellen? Baby Jesus, please. (laughs) I mean, y'all got it, you know? I mean, our third down efficiency was 2 of 13. That's been a recurring theme. We just cannot convert on third down like we used to. I mean, like we were early in the season. Uh, and like Jess said, I mean, I was good with I, I was good with with resting Zeke the whole game. Like I don't think he needs to be out there. He ran 13 times for 45 yards. That's at least 13 opportunities that he had to get more injured, worsen his injury. Plus, all the times he had a pass block. I mean, I think we could have won this game without Zeke, and that's tough to say because our offense still wasn't clicking like we thought they would, but I just – there's nothing he did that I don't think Pollard could have done or just, you know – it was it was, it was was just bad management just to play him, I think. And, you know, again, like you said, our, our, our third down efficiency. So playing Zeke, the play calling in general, us keeping the Saints in the game till the fourth quarter until Watkins took it back. I mean, pretty much – yeah, it's just it's just bad. It was a, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a seven to ten point game – and the Saints were begging to be put to sleep, and our offense just couldn't do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was no it was not until Watkins no got that pick, and, we, and, then, and then we could finally, like, exhale. Like, okay, there it is. Yep. Look, the, the ugly um, – where do I start with this, man? I got a few things I want to talk about. But the real ugly – the ugliest thing – I mean, you guys talked about Zeke, and you guys, you know, discussed that. But I'm going to expand on it for a second because – that run to the left sideline was probably the worst run I've ever seen. Ever. Yeah. In NFL history. What I mean by that though, man, what I mean by that is how, how his left leg stiffened out, how he couldn't cut, how he couldn't even bend the knee, it looked like. That's not a bone bruise, guys. There's something a little more going on with that. And I'm starting to wonder, you know, the also ugly is, hey, Jerry. What are you doing with Zeke, man? Like, are, do you want to just, you know, break him? Is that what's it is, what it is? And you want to just yeah. throw him out with the trash next season? Because this doesn't make sense, man. What yeah. he's doing, where he's lining up, the, the workload he gets, the, the continuous, you know, um, emperor over there talking about giving him more workload. You know, I'm sorry. That's, that's the Jerry that pisses me off. That's that Jerry that, go, that you're going, just stop. Don't say anything else, okay? We're over here talking about on the last episode, everybody's in consensus that this dude needs to sit. He's not hurt. He's injured. He is. And it, it's, yes. look, uh, Corey, Corey Clement could at least given us three or four yards on that play a little more than what Zeke could do just by falling forward and getting to the outside a little bit more. At this yep. point, it's not just detrimental to Zeke. It's detrimental to us, guys. In the running game, we have a really good offensive line, and a lot of what goes on in the running game takes timing. When a, when a back needs to get to a hole, he has to get there appropriately when the hole opens before it closes. And with Zeke running the way he does, I don't have any faith in that happening. So it's, it's like the flow of the game is impacted by this guy. He's more of an anchor to the offense than anything else right now. Now I'm going to get to Kellen Garrett. I mean, Kellen Moore. Okay? 
Hey, for real. Oh. Hey, for real. Kellen oh. Garrett? Real. I like it. Wow. <laughs> because this wow. last game, this last game right here looked like he got a little caught up in trying to establish something and lost his identity. That didn't, you know what? That's, that didn't remind me of Jason Garrett. That reminded me of Jason Bourne because we lost our identity. We got amnesia on offense right now, guys. <laughs> we don't even know what we're doing. Seriously. Oh, like, hey, seriously, man, because look, how many times – I even talked about it during the season, how many times we went for it on fourth and how much I love it. We did it once or twice, right? Fourth and two, that one over the shoulder to, to CD, and it was a miscommunication on the play. It was a brilliant play. And it, honestly, I wouldn't be calling it – look, I went a little far with the Kellen Gary thing because it was a brilliant play design. And the chemistry just wasn't there. But the thing for me is, okay, you look like a scared little kid and ran back in the house. That's stay right. outside and play, right. stay outside and keep throwing the football, baby. Like yeah. the thing is, he it, it just it, it looks like a regression of where he was. Now you you combine that regression from where he was with Dak pressing, and we get what we're seeing here. I don't look, I'll be the first to tell you guys he's not injured. Okay. Dak's not injured. I know there's no. a lot of talk about yeah. this. There's this discussion. When you watch his throws, it's just it's a lack of chemistry in the offense, which is what happens when you're Drano, the guy that unclogs, it unclogs this offense, Amari Cooper, who, look, guys, this offense, I said it earlier in the season, it goes as that goes. It goes as Amari and that goes. You can look right. at the numbers. You can go back and look at before Amari was here when he's, when, when he's not there and what it coincides with. I mean, hell, the Drano came right down the middle of the field when Amari un unclogged this defense and went ahead and gave us some rhythm. Ooh. Hey, yeah. man, and that goes into a little good right here. Hey, Roby, Bradley Roby, he is their fourth to fifth cornerback. That's what happens when you have the other cornerbacks taking Amari and CD on the play. You get the guy who's 5'9", 5'10", covering the 6'3", dude with a 40-inch vertical in the corner of the end zone, and you get the way we look. If you don't have that guy covering him and Marshawn Latimer's out there at 6'1", that might not work out that way. That's how close of a game of inches the NFL is. It goes from, a, from an ugly to a good when you've got the right personnel. Ain't that some shit? Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> this offense is too static right now, guys. It's way too static. We don't see pre-snap movements like we used to. Everybody's just where they are, what they're doing, and what's going on. That's why I said Jason Garrett. Because it's, we're going to do what we're going to do, and you know what we're going to do, and we're going to shut the fuck up. Right? <laughs> I don't want to hear that anymore. I got to hey. get some more creativity out of Keller. Yeah, and on that play that you're talking about, actually, man, on that touchdown drive, man, it was, that, it was a 41-yarder completion to Amari. Which I, for me, it just it just it just broke loose everything, man. When he came in, caught the forty-one yard and went straight up the middle, man. Then it was a thirty-three-yard completion to CD, where he where he just I mean, it, what was it, a little swing pass where he where he put people on skates. I don't even know who the DB yes. was. Had him it's doing just, a stanky leg, the stanky leg. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then after that, they, <laughs> yep. And then they capped it off with a touchdown pass. No other than those. Hey, and I, I hate to be the wet blanket on this subject real quick, but now that we're talking about Amari with this, I'm going to point something out to some people that might not know what they're looking at. When you got Amari out there and he uh -huh. is fatigued to the point to where he's not starting the game, fatigued to yeah. the point to where they're putting him into every other play, even to the point where they're watching what they're doing with him, and guess what, guys? That's a sign and symptom, okay? <laughs> so they're not following the protocol. They're not. So I don't want to hear about this. Oh, yeah, well, this, you know, he's not into COVID. You don't know. They're not following it exactly. He shouldn't have been in the game. If he couldn't run 100%, yeah. that's a sign and symptom. But anyway, I'll jump Bam. off my soapbox because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in your lane, Mark. <laughs> I'm trying to, dog, but it's a fast lane and people can't keep up, bro. Hey, man. Well, let me jump into some good. Let's get some good going on, man. Uh, I'll, I'll go first, man. My good was the Marcus Lawrence. Oof. Welcome back. Hey, welcome hey. back, dog. 
Hey, he finished yeah. the game with a team high six pressures versus New Orleans while also recording a 24.1% pass rush win rate, second best on the Dallas team. Hey, Demarcus Lawrence had two TOTs, one for loss, and a quarterback pressure on his on his first snap back. Reap havoc from start to finish, and I even think I think I even saw a a, a PBU, y'all. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, man, that boy A was definitely good, man. Yeah, man. I mean, am I good? I I, I want to say the defense pretty much as a whole. You know, Diggs and Micah, those are the two obvious ones. But, you know, Lawrence came back strong. I mean, the first drive of the game, I, yeah. I, I think he was pretty much in on all three plays so that, that the yep. Saints tried to run. I mean, yep. he was just a force for, for, from the jump. Yep. Um, probably another good, I'd say Pollard, he only, he only got seven carries. We saw his touchdown run, 58 yards. I think he made his mark with only seven carries. Imagine if he got... 13 carries, 15 carries. If you got a true workload, I think this guy could have, you know, easily got 120, 130 yards. Easy. You know, so yeah. I think Pollard and the defense, you know, specifically Micah, Diggs, Lawrence. They got yeah. a great rush defense, too. So for Pollard to break off that run like he did is extra impressive. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Man, Demarcus, Lawrence, yeah. Hey, Demarcus Lawrence holds a little special place in my heart, man, because the night we drafted him, you know, early in the second out of Boise State was the night my daughter was born. So hey. it's kind of, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. It was so for me. I was, That's I was so sitting sweet. there, and you know, I'm, well, I was sitting there concerned about, you know, my wife's right here, and then right when I get her down to go to sleep for a little bit, I'm over here looking at the draft, going, okay, number eight out of Boise State, Demarcus. Oh man, we think this is gonna be another Demarcus where? But then <laughs> I start looking at, it, and that brings me to my great from the other day. So my great from the other day was I'm gonna take y'all back to the game. Twelve minutes left in the first quarter. Tank and the pterodactyl combined for a four-yard loss on a run stop on Montgomery. All right. Sir. That right there signified yeah. what I've been waiting for. That signified Tank being here. It was a stamp. Yeah. This is where we are. This is where we're going. Hey, the daddy's back. I'm right here. And it also signified a little bit of, you know, where I want the second half of this, de- this defense looked like it's trending towards. Hey, J.K. is a bad dude, didn't he? That That's a bad boy right there. Jerron Chancellor. <laughs> Mark, Mark yeah. tell, tell him your take for uh, for Pterodactyl that you had on Twitter this week. Yeah, the Pterodactyl, man. In my opinion, he's a top five safety in the NFL. You look at the measurables, you look what he does for this defense, and you look, and in my opinion, he's also about the third most impactful player on this defense. And this is a guy who's making about a million dollars, right? If I'm not mistaken, yeah, you know, yeah, and I and I guarantee this right now. Put my foot down right now. (laughs) Barring injury, he's a Pro Bowler, and if he continues to progress the way he's progressing, hey, all y'all got to apologize to me that's been telling me that I was dumb on that tweet because he will be an All Pro. Hey, hey, I got something, Mark. How come you didn't name your daughter Lawrence? You missed the opportunity, man. (laughs) (laughs) Because. Hey, hey, you want to know why, Andres? Because the Lawrence De Leon. prayer got me through college, bro. The serenity <laughs> prayer. So I had to name her serenity prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Big up All to right. serenity. Right, Damn, well. my baby. <laughs> well, Andres, my, I'm going to go with the two obvious ones. My good is uh, 7-Eleven. We got Micah Taylor, Deion Diggs. So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, we have two defensive player of the year candidates, not just a defensive rookie of the year, defensive player of the year. We have yeah. two of them on the same team. And can you think back to last year and how atrocious this defense was? And we fast forward a, a year later and we're telling ourselves we have two defensive player of the year candidates. Like, 
what a turnaround. Yeah. And I'm just we're fortunate to have those guys in back to back drafts. Yeah. I mean, I, I love it, dog. I love it. That's something this this defense has needed, man. And yeah. we're 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 seeing it. We're seeing it from Diggs. We're seeing it from Micah. And to all the majors out there, man, talking about Lawrence doesn't live up to the contract. He the, the war daddy's back, man. You saw, <laughs> you saw, you saw what happened. You know what I'm saying? From so, the hey, jump, he was the there. Jump. Yeah, he uh, made a statement early on and first three exactly plays of the game. He was in all first three plays from the game, man. I mean, he, they, yeah, they man. do this. They do this is something serious, man. But all right, just give us your good. All right, staying on the topic of defense, I'm going to give my good to Dan Quinn for the week because the guy oh. stepped in as our head coach this week. And, oh, my God, I love seeing him on the sidelines. Like, the bond that these guys have with Dan Quinn is so special. That defense looks the way they do because Dan Quinn has put in the work with them and his scheme right. obviously fits and it obviously works. So, for me – for Dan Quinn to come out of the booth to be on the sideline with those guys and then still react in the way they were. And he looked like a kid having the best time of his life. I mean, <laughs> around, mm-hmm. like he had to compose himself. I love seeing that bond because, again, that was something that is a Cowboys fan. Uh, yeah, we didn't see that last season, especially with the defense. They were a dumpster fire. So I'm going to give it to Dan Quinn because he yep. really, really has made the defense his own. He's really stepped up, made a statement. Uh, about the defense, but I just love seeing him on the sidelines. Uh, other than that, my good is going to go to Michael Gallup because uh, obviously, and I don't even have to elaborate on that. Like, if you live under a rock, then I would have to elaborate. But Cowboys fans, you should know. If you know, you know. Michael Gallup. He should have totally threw up the X after that touchdown. <laughs> 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 he hey, just hey, like does on that. Honestly, yes. just just to backdoor you on that real quick. If you're listening to us already, you already know. So you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll not hey. say it because you know. That's right. Exactly. That's right. All right. Well, give us some wrongs, man. Uh, somebody jump in and give me a wrong that you were wrong about in, in this game. I'll tell you what I was wrong about. I was 100% certain that Carlos Watkins was not a lockdown, shutdown corner, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> how, how dare you go to Watkins Island and think you coming back? I don't know what, That's they, right. what, what That's got right. into that, man. <laughs> hey, he show the big he man some that. love, dog. Yeah. <laughs> they, they deserve some love too, Craig. <laughs> yeah. I was talking about the Saints' um, rush attack, man. I mean, I know Taysom ran for 101 yards. Good for him. That's what he does. I thought Ingram was going to have a bigger impact. He had 10 carries, 28 yards. Uh, Kamara didn't play. I was I was definitely wrong about that. I I, about I thought he was going to play. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, I mean, like, excluding Taysom gain his 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 hundred yards. I mean, we held a real good back in in, in Ingram to just 28. So I, I was I was wrong about that because I I sat here last week and I really thought that the Saints could easily rush, not even going to lie, for about 150, close to 200 yards. Like, we had been seeing our run defense give up. No, oh, definitely, man. Thanks. You know, one the, I had a wrong with that, you know, because I said that Tays- Taysom Hill couldn't throw the ball. I mean, he completed the ball four times to our defense. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> even with the yeah, finger. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, man, hey, you know, you look, at, you look at Sean Payton's – I mean, my wrong was actually doubting Sean Payton. Because even though we beat them and even though what you saw out of that offense, I mean, honestly, so when is Sean Payton going to be our head coach? 
is that going to be like what two three years somewhere like that you know because what he <laughs> hey, what he was coming up with with that <laughs> rushing attack with Taysom Hill and what he was he knew what our defensive weaknesses are because he knows Dan Quinn very well and right. I mean Sean Payton's brilliant let's let's be honest guys he he is and he was yeah. exposing some of those issues initially until he just realized that I that's right Taysom's got a pop gun for an arm shit never mind you know and so that's what really they I mean but they were doing a good job and I I was wrong for discounting the effect that Sean Payton would have on this game because he was their best player, bro. Hey, same thing, brother. <laughs> same thing. I was definitely wrong about Sean Payton. I thought he – there for a minute there, I was like, yeah, we're going to see old, old Simeon, you know what I mean? Because – but mm-hmm. no, nah, he just kept – he he just kept rolling out there with, with his, his pride and joy, man. With his with his pride and joy, man, and I didn't hey, understand. Every it, time he'll every is. time he'll smirk. Y'all noticed that when Taysom ran, he got over like five or ten yards. He was smirking every time he was running. This yep. just pissing me off, man. Yeah, like, somebody pop this dude. I'm like, somebody, <laughs> please lay his ass out. Jesus. He's looking around. He's like, there's the second level. There's the first level. Okay. You know, T- Taysom was hurtling our dudes with plantar fasciitis. And Mark, I know you know how bad that hey. is. That, yes. that's, that's a greater performance than the flu game as far as I'm concerned. Oh, oh, hey, I hey. thought about you, Dylan, when he did that, dog. I actually <laughs> thought about you when he did that, man. <laughs> hey, but uh, didn't seem a, uh, Taysom didn't seem that hard for Micah to ragdoll to the ground. Hey, dude, that's Taysom right. Hill next to Cam Newton is one of the hardest quarterbacks to bring down. And Micah just ran up to him like when I grabbed my son and put him on the sofa, man. <laughs> Taysom is a football player. He is not a quarterback. And, well, I'll say it, and, and, and you know, anybody that's going to say like right there, right, what Andres is going to finish with, anybody that's giving that, I'm sorry. I can't go with the, well, that was Taysom Hill. You picked him up four times, of course. They paid him. They paid him yep. like a quarterback. And exactly, I bro. for Sean Payton. So. Great. And yep. I said those exact words. Like, so. you can't call Payton a genius one week and then, oh, but if Taysom Hill, your genius that, looks at yeah. him as the answer or as one of the answers. So, cannot have it both ways, man. All right, Jess, what were you wrong about? Um, well, Mark kind of touched base on this earlier. I thought that Amari Cooper was going to come back and like wow me. And I was going to be like, yes, there's Coop. And I love Coop, right? Like, no hate to Coop. He is our guy, right? But, yeah, I really don't think it was the right call to put him back in. And I was all gung-ho for having him back in for this game. It just mm-hmm. like this week, I really think he should have sat out. So I was wrong in assuming that he would have been ready for this game. I don't think he was. Uh, if anything, again, I think it's uh, overexerting a player when they're not ready to be playing. And to be honest, I worry going into this week uh, against the no-name team that they are going to kind of set him back a little bit. (laughs) I was wrong in assuming he would be ready for this week. I I just – I don't think he was. Um, But, again, no hate to Coop. I hope he comes back and proves me wrong and, you know, kills it. This this uh, next game, he was yeah. Minus a minus the, the couple of big big plays he was he had out there. He definitely looked puny. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> That's he the just word didn't I look say. his best. Yeah. He didn't oh, look his best, man. and you can tell he was struggling. Heck yeah, that I, I got your I got your nickname. <laughs> hey, I got yeah. your nickname, Jess. I was just thinking about it. My ADD brain kicked in. Oh, Jess, what is it? I like the way you do business, not best. Uh, Yay! <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> all right man well i got a couple of questions for you guys man that i wanted to ask and we we touched on it in uh in the good the bad and the ugly but we need to narrow this thing down and one of the questions i do have is 
Cowboys haven't been able to run the ball consistently. Also, this offense has lost its identity. Aggressively give what the defense gives you. What do they need to do to get back on track? They need to um, establish, you know, the identity and the offense. Yes, we talked about the running game, but also they need to get more aggressive with what they're doing. I mean, we need to start getting to where we were when we were not giving a damn what we did on fourth down the play before and go ahead and going for it. All right. There was some times there where I was even questioning Mike's, you know, Mike's intent because I'm going on that down the distance. Okay, whatever, you know, but now it, it looks like we're, we're playing scared from that aspect. Now with the run game, we talked about it a few shows ago with RJ Choppy. We were discussing it and what it means to establish a physical run game. It doesn't necessarily mean you just smack somebody and you got offensive alignment and defensive alignment hitting head up every play. It means you got to establish some physicality. It yes. means that you got to do a few yeah. things. You got to, you know, yeah, if, you, if you're going to run a short pass play, you got to run a short pass play where some dudes are going to get tapped up, where some dudes are going to get knocked out a little bit. You know, yep. you got to run maybe a screen to the outside. So there's some offensive linemen letting those, those linebackers know, hey, we can throw you to the outside and we are the best offensive line in the NFL. There's a lot of different things you can do to establish physicality when it doesn't just mean, okay, uh, Zeke up the – man, I don't even want to see Zeke. But, uh, Tony Pollard up the middle. It doesn't need to be that. You know, it yeah. really doesn't. And, and you know, as – and there's another thing that I'm, I'm kind of – back lagging back because tony pollard was a slot receiver in college and yep. with the bag that, that kellen moore has i really thought we were gonna pull out some of that a little bit more and if you put him at the primary back well, who knows who knows what can happen so i just want to see a little more creativity but i also want to see the physicality of it let's tap somebody up a little bit our identity early on was just physicality but i think our lack of physicality has coincided with our lack of continuity Losing our receivers, mm -hmm. not being able to practice together, our offensive line being in shambles constantly, you know, doing musical chairs with them. I think that has played a big part in why the team is not playing aggressively because when you're not playing aggressively, it usually means you're not playing with confidence. You, you, you don't trust the people around you so much. And I think as we get these people back and, uh, you know, we're going to be at full strength, we're going to be able to practice together again. They're not going to be doing Zoom meetings. So I think once they get everybody back, they're going to be playing with that physicality again. You're going to see them get their identity. And uh, Kellen Moore, as for taking what the defense gives them, mm -hmm. I, I think there is a, there's a point where if you're running your offense through Noah Brown, of course you're taking what the defense oh, gives you. They're, they're intentionally <laughs> giving you that. Yes. They, you are playing right into their hands. And early on, we were just constantly throwing the Noah Brown. He was our offense. But they did make adjustments. And hopefully, you know, that is one of the things that they correct in this 10-day gap before we play Washington. Well, you know, Absolutely. to expand on what Dylan's talking about, man, in the old NFL, in that run first, pass second offense, when, when taking what the defense give, gave you was a sin. Remember when that That's was a right. bad phrase? Mm -hmm. yeah, that was a really bad phrase. And now that the, the, the NFL is a little more dynamic, well, a lot more dynamic, now that the rules to the defense benefit the offense, I mean, taking what the defense gives you is a positive because eventually you'll march your ass down the field and take what you want when you get into the 20s. Facts, dog, facts. But I'll give you a couple of uh, run blocking grades per PFF against the Saints. And, you know, great, those, their grading system is, is kind of skewed a little bit. But uh -oh. uh, Layal Collins was 72.5, Tyron Smith, 67.6, Tyler Biotish, 64.3, Zach Martin, the Prez, our guy, 2.2, Connor McGovern, 35.9. In five games with the starting O-line of Smith, Williams, Biotish, Martin, and Steele, 
we have or we were averaging 185 yards a game. In seven games with our O-line in shambles and starting McGovern and Smith missing, of course, 88.8 yards per game, man. So mm. I think we I think it's time we bring Connor Williams back. <laughs> in the staff down bad, man. I think we I tweeted this the other day, man. I said I'd take his goddamn penalties, dog. If we can if we can if we can get the 185 ball, yards man. a game again, come yeah. on, man. I'll take those penalties, dog. You know what well, I that, would say, yeah. too, uh, that ahead, I think needs to be established or reestablished again is, do you guys remember that feeling week one, we're about to see Dak back on the field, everyone's like, this is our leader. I feel like, yes, everyone obviously looks up to Dak as their leader, but where is that, like, team feel? Because lately, it feels like that's what the defense is doing. Defense is, like, huddled around each other. They need a new name. We established on Twitter today that Hot Boys, uh, Dan Quinn's version is not it. (laughs) But, uh, you know, they're doing their own thing. However, I feel like there's been a loss of appreciation for having Dak back where he is. And that goes with the O-line not protecting our guy. Like, I shouldn't be having a heart attack every time somebody misses a block. And guess what? Dak's down. Like, protect his ankle as if it's made of gold again because when they had that mindset no one was touching Dak and we need that again because I swear I'm not having this PTSD moment Tony Romo 2.0 where every time he gets touched I have a heart attack like I'm not doing that again (laughs) I love Tony Romo we all know this but I thought I didn't have to go through that as a Cowboys fan again however I just feel like there's been some complacency and laziness and just little mistakes that are really, really adding up. The missed yep, execution, the dropped mm-hmm. balls. We weren't doing that, you know, the first what quarter of the season. Then all of a sudden, one missed uh, tackle turned into two dropped balls the next game. Like, why are these little things becoming such big issues over and over again? So, yeah. I think that's really the biggest thing. Andreas, let me give you a quote real quick, man, and see if you can break it down for me, bro. Mm-hmm. So it says, so Dak Prescott came out and said, and this pertains to the offense in general, struggling, brother, right? So he says, it's frustrating on my part. Just being greedy in some of the reads, trying to put the dagger in them rather than just continuing to play through the play and play through the drive. I was trying to do it on one play, and I can't do that. It seems like they've been trying to do that. Knowing that we're a, offensively, that we're a big play uh, team, it seems like we're starting to, we've been seeing that the last several weeks. Well, I mean, to me, it seems like Dak knows that they're a big play offense, and he wants to just go. He wants to play, I guess, more up-tempo. He wants mm-hmm. to, um, you know, s- send his guys out, let me control, you know, the game and Kellen or McCarthy, they're mm-hmm. just for whatever reason not letting him. I mean, at, at this point in his career, is this is what his sixth season? I mean, you would think that they would have all the confidence in the world in him, and they probably do. But at the same time, he's not going to be, you know, Brady or Peyton Manning out there just calling the shots left, right, and you know, just calling audible every play and doing what he wants to do. So I think he's trying to play within the system. But really deep down, if you put a, a a lie detector on him, he's like, yeah, I want to do this. I yes. want to do this, yes. but they want me to do this. So let me play, Kate, and let me do this, and let me be a good leader. But I really want to do this. 
What, what I think with Dak, what, what, it, what it's like, man, is it's like this. If, they, if there's a nine-step process to get to the end zone and Dak's looking at it and looking at his personnel and looking at what's going on, he's like, yeah, but I think I can make it seven. And, what, right. happens on right. that, and what happens is that seventh, that seventh step is a mistake because he's pressing. He needs to wait for the ninth. If, that, yep. if it's a better analogy. Now, yeah. with the offensive line, we're playing so bad on the offensive line, Zach Martin's no longer the best football player on this team, guys. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Micah Parsons is. Now, for Michael me to Martin. know that is pretty bad. For me to, to question that is even worse. Man, Chris Jones straight up Thanos star Hulk, Zach Martin. <laughs> yep, right? he did. He did. He straight up did, dog. <laughs> I mean, dog, uh, Zach Martin has it. It's like when Banner was trying to get him back out. No, Jones. <laughs> like, seriously, bro. <laughs> like, that's what he did, dog. Like, I, ever since he forked, ever since he had his way with Zach, in those crucial moments of that game, I'm still like, hey, Zachy Poo, let's get that confidence up, man. Let's get, let's get going and being the best let's player go. on this team. You're not injured. Yeah. You were the yep. best ranked. You were the best en- player in the NFL for three weeks in a row. In the NFL. Yeah. So, to me, I mean, Thanos just whooped the Hulk's ass real quick, and the Hulk's got to get his confidence back. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It seems like there is a lack of confidence just from the offense right now. And I don't know exactly to pinpoint, like, where it's coming from. But I can tell you, it goes back to what we've been saying. We're playing these hurt players that are, like, trying so hard, but you know they shouldn't be out there. That's, like, discouraging to any teammate that you're, that you're around. You're seeing Zeke, like, struggling to chug along for two yards. I mean, come on. I, I and, Sid Zeke. Yeah. And, standing and, and with this, with this too, I mean, look, we're starting to understand who the true leader of this offense is. Yes, that, yes, Dak. Yes, we're not talking yeah. about that from marching yeah. down the field. But when you've got Zach Martin up there and everybody's looking at the dude that always does his job great, and he's not yeah. even doing it the way he used to or, you know, half percentage. Everybody's starting to question what they're doing. I mean, That's Jack right. Martin is the true leader. It's, he's a Hall of Famer, guys. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So you, when he starts that, lagging his play, it's not a good thing. Do you think uh, Zach Martin's uh, fall in play has to do anything with Y.O. Collins? He's been pretty bad so far since his return. That's he, what I've been saying, man. You think, you I, I think, think so. You think he's overcompensating? Yeah. I do, I, man. I do, yeah. I, I, well, let me get in there. I, I think so. I think has played really, really horrible, man, since since his return. Uh, Steel was doing a real good job out there, man. Uh, I don't know, man. It, it just, it, it, it all, like you said, continuity is everything, dude. We wrote through the first five to six weeks, a hundred, almost two hundred yards on the ball, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Dak wasn't getting touched. We're putting, what, what were we averaging? 40, 40, 40 plus uh, points a game, man. It was. It was there, and then 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 LC comes back, and Steen, and and from there, in my opinion, things started to go downhill. Look at look at something as small as not getting your anchor foot down, right? Look yes. at the tiny what what get not getting your anchor foot, guys. It's not some huge, big, glaring mistake. It's the difference between getting your foot down half an inch and not getting it down. And if you don't, people start looking at you like, oh, this guy's got to hit the right room. He's not strong enough. This isn't no. It's just that he got off balance. So when you're looking at the offensive line, something very minute can make the whole thing look like crap. Because Facts. that very minute little thing for Tyler Biotish had him forklifted three times this season. Not getting his anchor foot down made him look like a child. And people were going, well, I guess he's not as strong as we thought he was. No, that's not the issue. It's the fact that he didn't use technique properly. So with this offensive right. line, when you're looking at LC, when you're looking at all these other different things, Zach can do his job, but if he has to compensate for somebody else to the left, well, then his job to the right is going gonna, is gonna to lack. 
at this point in the season, that's what makes the NFL fun. That's what people don't understand. They're like, oh, we weren't who we thought we were. We didn't even know who we were. We still have any issues with that. Yes, like, dog. what are you talking about, man? Yes, like, dog. You know, it's a game of inches, bro. That, well, it's, it's, that, it's that, that, that thing where everybody wants to go and brag at the barbershop and tell them they're this, that, and the third. They go home and watch the game, and they're like, hey, I said that Dak would have three touchdowns by the first half. What's wrong with him? Nothing, bro. Yeah. Well, those are the same that are sitting there saying, oh, we should have kept Andy Dalton as our <laughs> Prescott. I mean, oh. like, sit down. Just off the bandwagon, back to back. No, don't sit down. Kick them off Boom. the ledge. Kick. Well, they can sit down <laughs> and kick them off. Is the we'll point. let Jess sit them down. I'll kick them from the back. Love that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. I just don't want them around or, like, on Twitter, people are so annoying. I mean, oh my goodness. Yeah. They're, those are the same kind of fans. Yeah. Andy Dalton was supposed to be worth the same amount of money as Dak. And, and we, we should have also let Dak walk and sign Jameis or Teddy Bridgewater. You know, Mar- Mar- Mark Sanchez was also being compared to him at one time. It was some dark days. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Dude, some of these people got some horrible receipts in their history and they act like they don't remember it. You know, right. Oh yeah. It, it's a good oh, that yeah. because because Dak plays for the Cowboys, every quarterback is automatically assumed to be better than Dak, and Dak has to prove right. them wrong. Like Dak doesn't get the benefit of the doubt. It's just mind boggling. Every oh. throw he has to prove them wrong. It feels like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, see there he missed. There he missed. Okay. Andy would have hit that. <laughs> yep. or, or, you'll, or you'll get hey we all love him but he still can't fight the, the ghost of Tony Romo sometimes no, man, Tony would have hit that bro <laughs> uh, look I love me some Tony Romo everyone knows this my love for Tony Romo is unmatched but dang some of those Tony Romo fans I'm like guys he's never gonna play again stop bringing him up it's like recency bias they used to hate him these same oh. fans that were like you know hanging yes. him and shooting him in yes. the head all of a sudden yes. he, he has a, a big issue that everybody can 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 feel him for and oh <laughs> I always loved him Mark no that, 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 that I was yeah, just no. mad shut up I, like, I almost fought so many I've never gotten in a fight in my life I almost fought so many people when they would say anything about Tony Romo. Like, I don't want to hear y'all saying, like, oh, I always loved him. No, you didn't. I almost fought you because you were talking crap about him. Absolutely not. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just gotta mute people on Twitter and go about your day because they're not all real Cowboys. I like that mute button. That mute button Mm -hmm. is something I learned how to use. I I, I go straight to the block. I got like 150 on them so far. Hey, I'm not as popular as you, Dylan. I don't have to block people. Yeah, I'll be minding my business. People be coming out the woodwork talking about Phil Dylan Wilson and his wife. I'm like, what? (laughs) And the wife, too? Yeah, you you ain't wrong about that. Sometimes I see it and I'm like, what the? Oh, wow. Hey, I ain't gonna lie, man. yeah, a lot of times I just want to jump in there in, in the mentions and get crazy, but I'm just like, ah, I didn't got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Big bro, don't lie. Don't lie. What you want to say is, all right, so stop and shop on the corner of, we'll go ahead and meet you there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's either, hey, that's either here nor there. But anyhow, man, I got another question, man. <laughs> um, what's your realistic thoughts on this team heading into the final quarter of the season for division game stretch? meaningful game against Arizona. And I'll start with you, Jess. 
I think it's possible uh, to win out the rest of the season. I really do. But again, it comes down to execution and it comes down to correcting the mistakes and not just saying they're going to correct them, right? It's mm. little things at this point. Catch the damn ball, CD. Yes, I'm talking to you, CD. If, if Dak is not going to you, that. please catch the ball. Uh, you're supposed to be one of our main targets. Win. Win does, like, mm, don't get me started on that. But my point is execution. And, yeah, the offense needs to, uh, you know, match the defense's energy. Because at this point, the defense can't keep carrying. That's when things are going to get dangerous. That's when we're heading to dangerous territory is when we're relying on the defense, uh, Carlos Watkins especially, to be uh, making those touchdowns that <laughs> the offense needs to be making. And so that's not always going to happen. That's not always going to be the case. So the offense really needs to find a way to pull together. That O-line needs to protect protect Dak. And we really need to see the Kellen Moore that uh, we know is capable with his play calling. So I think they it out. I think postseason shouldn't be an issue. Uh, it just comes down to how bad they want it and if they're mentally ready for, you know, the execution they need to make in order to get there. You know what this is like, guys? And um, I think Dylan will appreciate this. He, uh, back in 2000, what was it, 2011, when Braun went to Miami, he formed a super team with the Heat. Oh, God, here we go. No, no, no. So <laughs> the Heat. So... It's going to be positive. Um, it's, yeah. it's very positive, and it's, it, it may take me a minute to get there, but it's going to make sense. So the Heat, <laughs> the Heat had a super team, right? My Bulls yeah. also were, were a strong team. So, but, w- but whenever we would play the Heat in the playoffs, people would ask me, can your Bulls beat the Heat? I said, man, I said, we can beat the Heat, but we have to play perfect, and a couple of things have to happen to the Heat for them not to play perfect, and then we can beat them. Like mm-hmm. us just playing at our at our optimum level, that's not enough. We need to play perfect, and they need some things to go wrong, right? Obviously, that didn't happen a whole lot because the Heat still beat us because the Heat would never have that many things go wrong, right? So mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that's how it is in with, with, with these games coming up. We're better than Washington. We're yeah. better than the Eagles. We're Bats. better than the Giants. When the Bats. Cowboys play their optimum level, nothing that nothing those teams can do nothing can make them better Not than that. the Cowboys. That's what I'm saying. It's like the Cowboys play their game, play to the level that we can. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what those teams do. Now, the only team on the schedule that when they play at their level can probably beat us, I'm not going to lie, it's Arizona. Yeah. But the Eagles the, and, and Washington or the team with no name, as just said, and then the Giants, <laughs> we're better than them. Like we are the Heat. We are that super team when we play at our, at our level. And Ooh. they're the bull. I hate to say they're the bulls. They're the team that need <laughs> us to drop the ball. How you know, have a couple things go wrong. So, I mean, is it realistic? And look, and I even looked it up. Realistic is having or showing a sensible or practical idea of what can be achieved or expected. I mean, it's not realistic. It's not sensible to think the Cowboys can win these division games. I mean, yeah, right. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. It's very, it's very yeah, sensible. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I would not okay. be surprised in the least if we went four out of our last five and we finished 12 and five. Would I be mm. surprised if we run the table and finish 13 or four? No, because nope. the only team that can really look us in the eye, our best versus their best is Arizona. These other teams, we should beat them, man. That's yeah, it. Well- for me, honestly, with, with this question right here, it's a very good question. And the aspect is I'm very confident was the last quarter of the, of the, of the season. And it's because yeah. of this, man. Hey, everybody, if we would have scored that touchdown that CD turned the wrong direction at, we're looking at 34-17. 
hits a little different, don't it? Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yep. Okay. That, this defense had four takeaways right there, guys. This defense, if you didn't know amongst all the doom and gloom that a lot of people wanted to, you know, apply to that, this defense did very well in that game. I know they're going, well, hey, Mark, well, look what Taysom Hill, he ran. He's a running quarterback. If there's anything he knows how to do, it's that. He's running, yep. And you got, and you got Sean Payton out there who, who has Dan Quinn's, um, Dan Quinn's number, guys. He does. He dominated him when he was over there for the most part, you know, in Atlanta. Yeah. He's had his yeah. number, and he knows his defense. So he knows you had somebody that knew what they were going against. Yes, they were limited in what they could do, but Sean Payton's such a genius in such different ways to throw things at you. I mean, you know, it speaks for itself in that aspect. The defense was ahead of the offense in that game, and that makes me feel confident because I've seen what this offense can do. They don't have to, to, to try to establish what they can do. No, well, let me rephrase that. They need to reload and establish on what they can do, not find what they can do. So that leaves yeah. me very positive about this because then when that defense, what they're playing like, is they're going to get better than that. That's Demarcus yeah. Lawrence's first game back, guys. We're getting yeah. Neville, Gallimore, Randy, Gregory. Gregory. And guess what, guys? Micah Parsons, if y'all think he's a really good defensive end, He's an even better linebacker. Hey, I saw something. Can't there was wait. a crazy stat. It said that he's fifth in the NFL in sacks and 96th in attempts to get to the quarterback. Mm. They don't even send him that often, guys. So are okay. we ready to admit he's the best pass rusher in the league? Right now? You know, Let's go. Are we ready to admit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll put it this way. You know what, Dylan? I'll put it this way, Doug, because I, I don't want to just jump on, on something like that because I, I'm not going to dog – you know, I always come back to technique. I always come back to certain things and moves that certain dudes can do. From a defensive end standpoint, he's not as good as Miles Garrett. From a defensive end standpoint, from a defender standpoint, from a pure defender standpoint, there's nobody that can do what he can do in the NFL. Yeah. Mm. If we can use a boxing term, he's the best pound for pound, pound, for pound. Yes. defensive player. Because what yeah. he can do, I mean, he doesn't just do one thing well. He does a lot of things. Well, well, you know, when, when you yep. look at Demarcus Lawrence and you look at what he does out there, this dude's a jujitsu kung fu master the way he uses his, his hands, guys. He'll, he'll set you up with one hand, set you up, hold you off with the left. When Micah establishes all that right there and he knows how to do about five different pass rushes, then three variations off those pass rushes, because, yes, it's yep. that complicated. I can't wait to see that. That's what I'm talking about is something that the NFL has never seen. Ever scary hours. Yeah, it's about to get real spooky. All right, Billy. <sighs> I, I think there's going to be a narrative building up toward that Arizona game, where people are going to be saying they lost to the Bucks, they lost to Kansas City, and now they're going to be playing Arizona. It's going to be their big game. They're going to be saying we can't win the big game. It's cool that we're going to beat up on the East. I think we're going to win every single one of these games. And, but when it comes to Arizona, I think they have to beat that team. They have to win that game because they have to get that monkey off their back going into the playoffs. Don't, uh, don't let the narrative build up. Go into the playoffs. Beat the best team in the league, the best record. Take them down. Reestablish your dominance and go into the playoffs feeling like you're unstoppable. And I absolutely think they will. Hell yeah. Well, I agree, yep. man. Give me the throat. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know. I need to drink water or something. But anyway, right. it depends on what hits you in the throat. Hey, hey. settle down. Settle I'm sorry. Down. We got a girl on here. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, I forgot there's a lady yes. here. This is a, oh, that's a scene out there. <laughs> hey, all right, let's go. <laughs> Pretty good for a half white boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty damn. Yeah, good. That, 
Moving on to week 14, boys versus the no-name team. Let's get your key matchups, and I'll start with you first, Andres. My key matchup, guys, is going to be our O-line, trying to keep Dak clean against against their defensive line. Because in the preseason, I know their defensive uh, line was hyped up to be one of the best in the league. I, I think I even heard people saying one of the best in the last few years total in the league, period. Mm. So it's like – and I know, you know, they they're, they don't have Chase Young, which is, you know, probably their their main cog. But, I mean, still, e- even without him, this line the has been playing thing, better. The yeah, this, yeah, this line has been playing better. So I need to see our O-line do whatever they got to do to get back to how they were at the start of the season. They need to keep that clean. Because if Dak has to be looking over his shoulder and escaping the pocket every play, I'm yeah. not gonna lie, man. It's it could get real, real, real quick. That's right. So, That's right. Yeah, man. That line needs to just be on their game. On their game. Hey, man, I agree too. But hey, fun fact though, man. Y'all know Dak Prescott's numbers versus Washington, right? There, he's one fifty-seven and uh, uh, for uh, out of two twenty-seven for sixty-nine percent. With 1,800 yards and 8.2 average, 233 passing yards a game, and uh, 13 touchdowns and one interception with a seven and one record, dog. Against Don't forget Washington. the Russians, there. <laughs> you got, and you got four yeah. rushing touchdowns too. Facts, dog. Facts, man. So that's really, really good, man. But uh, uh, one of my matchups, man, keep Antonio Gibson from having a big game. Washington's offense runs. Literally through him, dog. Besides him, Tyler, Tyler uh, Heineke. I can't even say his fucking name. Or Taylor Heineke. <laughs> but anyhow, man, I got something for him, dog. One, two, the boogeyman are coming for you. Three, four, Heineke better lock the door. <laughs> they coming, dog. Hey, we need to put pressure on Taylor, man, to get him to create turnovers. He's a conservative passer that is making a living right now off of play action because, again, Gibson, it runs through yeah. him, dog. He's a hell of a runner. And you know we got to contain him. He has legs and all that, man. So yeah, dog. To me, man, we got to we got to stop Gibson. We stop Gibson, man. I think that whole offense crumbles, dog. In my opinion. Absolutely. Yep. Um, I'm gonna have to agree with what that said. That's what I had written down. Uh, was I need to see the O line just kind of come back from this weird slump that they've been Bonk. because. We, uh, yeah, exactly. We know what they're capable of. We've seen it. They've done it. I just, I really need them to start proving that they are ready for postseason play because the way it stands, yeah, if dad keeps having to look over his shoulders, it's just not going to look good come postseason. And we want a longer postseason run uh, rather than a shorter one. So I really think they have a lot to prove you know um i think it was dylan that said uh for the arizona game but i really think they need to start proving it to themselves now build the confidence up uh when that game comes and then beyond that so again i'm gonna go with o-line they need to get it together and they need to do it uh yesterday so I'm gonna go <laughs> preach yeah preach hey mark get it together boy yes sir got something for you dog charles leno jr Washington's team and sacks giving up five. Pressure's twenty eight. Hurry's eighteen. Don't have a field day on that man. I think Gregory. I think Randy Gregory coming back from you know from his the injury that Randy Gregory had isn't something that would really impact mobility or strength. Given it's just a calf strain from that end, he's not throwing the football like Dak did. So what I really think is he's going to have his first. He's going to have his first step intact with no problem, and he's going to use whoever's in front of him. 
So, and mm. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence, Demarcus Lawrence is itching to demonstrate his dominance. And guess what? Interdivision rivals usually good, does a good job of doing that, guys. That's usually right. Usually does a good job. Yeah. So yep. I'm really about to get it. <laughs> yeah, man. And, you know, just to add to a little ugly about Washington, Dan Snyder. That's all I got to say. Mm. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Jay Tuck said uh, uh, to respond to the people saying we want we want Dallas. He said we want emails. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, my first one you already know is Diggs versus McLaurin. Uh, that, that's their game one. break. Their game breaking receiver. Their best offensive weapon. Maybe their best player on the entire team going against our superstar corner. I love to see Diggs go head to head with them, and I like that matchup. Man, y'all think y'all think Diggs is traveling with him? Well, I don't, I don't think he'll travel, but you know he'll be outside, and McLaurin plays outside mostly. So, well, and they have uh, what Kendall Fuller over there at cornerback, left cornerback. Um, my biggest matchup for this, like the the, the thing that I'm going to be watching the most, is what I didn't get to see. Uh, you know, I feel like a hungry dog with no food. I want to see Amari <laughs> Cooper. I want to see Amari Cooper put somebody on skates, man. You know, I, yeah. I mean. The reason yeah. I call him Alpha isn't just because he's the Alpha of the wide receiver group. Now, I mean, as I've seen, he's kind of the Alpha of all skill positions, to be honest with you. I mean, because yeah. if he's not in there, this this offense looks bogged down. This offense yep. looks like it needs that Drano, that number 19, to go out there and demonstrate his dominance. So I want to see what he can do on Kendall Fuller or William Jackson III, whoever wants to get, step up and get it. Put it that way. Ooh, yeah. man. Whoever steps hey. up will get it. That's right. Yes, That's right. right. Man, and, and, and I know, look, I know a lot of people are saying, well, Washington is on a roll. They won, they won four in a row, blah, 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 blah. But do y'all do, they do, they, they need to understand this. Rivera, our 500 coach. I hey, mean, man. yeah. He's, he's 76 and 63, man, and one uh, in his nine years with Carolina. In Washington, he's 13 and 15, dog. He's a you know what, guys. man? You know who, who this defense is on a roll, man? Because you know that yeah. that Kansas City team, we kept them to 19 points. They've been ever. I mean, they came into that game finding their identity, rolling on offense, not just starting to roll after they beat us. They were rolling, and we made them yep. look bad. We did. We made Kansas City look real bad, man. If we could have had a few more weapons there and, and done what we know how to do offensively, I think we would have won that game. So I think our defense is going to dominate this Washington offense. You know, yeah. I agree. I agree. They need to worry about getting themselves a name before they say we want Dallas. Like you guys don't even have a name. Like how can they even be talking? No, got a name. Like, they don't Who even have you? a name. Like sit down. And the fact that it's been just so blown up in the media that this is even a worry for the Cowboys just tells you cow- the Cowboys are America's team. Like period. That's your fatigue if you think that that we should be worried about this game because we shouldn't. Logistically, we should not be worried, even despite the offense looking off lately. We shouldn't be worried about it. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dylan. I know you got another one. Yeah, I got another one. Uh, I say Cowboys versus all this extra stuff. Uh, uh, we, 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 We got COVID, man. We got injuries. We got pitch counts. Mm-hmm. We got refs deciding they want to take touchdowns away or maybe call a penalty on a, you know, on, on a game-changing overtime play where they just hand them away. And I don't know, man. There's just all sorts of extra stuff in all these games anymore. And I, I, I say if Cowboys can mitigate that extra stuff, they should easily handle this game. Yep. 
Yep. I was talking with a buddy of mine today, and he is the biggest Washington fan I know. And uh-huh. regardless Go of ahead. that, he's still – yeah, I know. He's still my homie. Shout out Jimmy Fling. Poor fella. He, he is the biggest Washington fan I know. And I was telling him kind of what my – about what my prediction was. And he's like, you want to know the truth? I was like, what? He's like, I think y'all blow us out. I said, explain. Ooh. Yeah. But I've known this guy too long. He's playing mind games with me. He doesn't really believe that. That's self-deprecating. Bro, I am am too smart for this dude. I've known him too long. I have never in my life, I've never heard him say, Dow's going to blow us out. I said, man, you don't even believe that, dude. You're playing mind games with me. Shut up. So so all those Cowboys fans that are scared of Washington are playing mind games, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, any more matchups, man? Well, uh, Michael, Michael Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory. <laughs> hey, the boogeyman are coming. <laughs> <laughs> man, I just I want to see what this intact defense looks like now that there's other guys that have established and have some dominance in their positions. I mean, yeah. look, look, guys. Hey, J. Ron Curse is not Ken Hamlin 2.0. All right, he's not. Nope. He really isn't. He's not Gerald Sensible. If you know what you're looking at in this guy, it's what I had confidence in initially. The way he moves, Sensible. who he is. Dude, this dude is dominance, man. This dude is dominant. Yeah, so when you combine that, hey, seriously, when you combine that with what we know we get out of Demarcus Lawrence, because it's not a question. And if you don't know what you do, just if you don't know what you get out of him, just go and look at some YouTube videos and find out what a defensive end is supposed to be, because that's what it is. All right. So with that, I'm really interested, man, because I'm glad we've got Washington right now, guys. Like, I'm ecstatic about it. We can establish our offense. We can go ahead and get the chemistry going. And we can show everybody this is going to be that game where that the defense is established as they're here. This is that game. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. All right. Well, y'all know what time it is, man. It's prediction time. But first, before we get into this prediction, I got a new segment, man. It's called Dreezy's Betting Line. And Dreezy, why don't you give us the betting lines for the boys versus Washington football? So when I first looked at this last night, I saw five. I saw Dallas was favored by five. And then I seen today it dropped down to 4.5. And we're still early in the week. I wouldn't be surprised to see this drop down to four, maybe even three and a half, guys. But I think if it holds at four and a half, um, the over-under is 48 and a half. And honestly, I would take the under because I think this is going to be a defensive game. I'm I'm not gonna predict it. I'm not gonna predict anything crazy and say, "Oh, the Cowboys are gonna score 35 points and we're gonna blow them out and we're gonna do this and that." I think it's gonna be honestly a hard game. Obviously, I think Dallas is gonna win, but I think we're looking at a 24-17 game. I think we're looking at a 24 to 20 game. And so, I mean, if if you are a betting man, I'm not, but if you are, I would go under. Cowboys are favored right now, 4.5. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if that drops down to four. There you have it, everybody. Dig deep in them pockets, or don't be digging in pockets. Hey, but my disclaimer hey. is don't blame me when you lose your rent money. <laughs> <laughs> don't blame my guy. He said, I didn't tell you to put your mortgage up. That wasn't me. Or like that meme, hey, whenever I give advice, I always end it with, hey, but I don't know, though. So that way you can't blame me <laughs> if I ruin your life. Uh, let, let's spice it up, though. Uh, uh, let's ask. Let's go around the table. Are you all taking the over or the under? I'm strong under. Yeah. Under as well, bro. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't do that because it's part of my superstition. I always end up jinxing when I say anything, so I don't want to jinx us. So I'm not going to answer this just because I really 
want the outcome that we all want, but I'm not going to jinx yeah. it. <laughs> all right, well, I just think defense is going to run the game. She wanted to say it was over. That's what she wanted to say. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to help the Cowboys out by not saying anything. <laughs> we appreciate that. Hey, well, let's get the prediction time, man. Um, let's get your, your score and a wild prediction for this game. And I'll go first. I think the Cowboys win 20. It's a little closer to a, more of a defensive game like Andreas just talked about. Uh, my bold prediction is, though, this defense continues to roll. And as a whole, they sack Taylor H. five times. Micah, two. Randy Gregory, one. D-Law, one. And that boy, Javon Curse off the edge for one. Mm. Okay. What, what, was your, what was your score prediction? You cut off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you cut off. 27 of 20. 27-20? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I got us winning 34-20. to 20. I think well, we're getting all our weapons back. We're going to have, you know, the the boogeyman on defense. And uh, Amari Cooper's not going to be on a snap count anymore. So, I, I think we are going to put up points. And uh, we're going to win by two touchdowns. And my bold prediction is with McLaurin, he's going to get uh, some passes tossed to him. And I think Diggs is going to take two of them. So I, I, I got Diggs getting like two it. picks in this one. All right. Well, um, I'm sorry, guys. I, this is going to be the game that establishes Dallas's dominance. Like I've said before, this is that game. You always have that signifying game. Um, the one where they go, hey, before that, they kind of were having to get their shit together. And after that game, they went ahead. And I think 34-10. I think we dominate these boys in every aspect of it. I would mm-hmm. like to add something that I was right about, too. Greg Zerline kick, made every one of his kicks last week. So. Don't jinx it. Don't Greg the leg. Don't it. Please don't uh, I still it. call him Greg the peg leg. Greg the peg leg. Oh. Well, the thing about it is, Jess, you see, I can because I, I'm going to talk all about Greg Zerline because I don't want to see him on the field. If I get what I want, we're going to be going for it on fourth and dominating. So, that's, you know, let's go. That's what we all let's want. Go. You know, I mean, I can want. talk like that's what I'm that's where I am right now. Sorry, I'm going to go ahead and stand on this 3410. Um, we're about to see the most dominant linebacker performance that you've seen in maybe the past 10 years out of Micah because he's going to stay there all game. And, I mean, we're just going to run over these guys. That's my prediction. Love it. Ooh, I love it. Love it. Andreas, you, you gave us a little bit there. What, what is your final, yeah. final well, prediction in bold? In me bold. and my cat, Coda, agree that it's going to be 24 to 17 Dallas. I think they hey. get two takeaways. Um, Dak rushes for a touchdown. And uh, Randy gets two sacks. Ooh, I like that. Dak can run. I forgot that. Dak runs. I forgot that. He's mobile. That's what I'm saying. Hey, hey, but real quick, like, there's so many times, and I know this is a very much like a couch, a couch quarterback thing to do, but there's so many times where I see open field in front of Dak. And he just <laughs> he doesn't take it, man. And I I get it. Like you're not. You're not the rookie. You're not the second-year quarterback you were where, you know, you're probably not playing with the same, you know, reckless abandon. But come on, man. There's so many times where, like, you can get them five, six, ten yards, and he doesn't. And it's just – it frustrates me, man. So this week, he does rush for a touchdown. He gets it. All right. Uh, I never do score predictions, but just for the sake of this, I'm going to go 31-17 because – I agree. This is their statement game, and if they do not score more than 30 points, I'm going to be upset with them because there's no reason that they can't. 
They have to, <laughs> have to, have to come in and really prove to themselves. At this point, those are that's really the only people that they need to prove that they are the team that they are because everyone else can see it. We're just waiting for that breakthrough game. I think this is going to be the confidence booster game for them that's going to carry them on to the end of the season. I think 31-17, and I was a little hesitant on the 17, but I'll be nice just because the team has no name, and I do kind of feel bad that they still have no name. <laughs> yes, yes. You, right, you, know. you see what just happened, Just We uh, we had four people on here. We all made bold predictions. They canceled each other out. And then you decided to offer yours, so now if we lose, we know who to blame. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there it is. There it is. But you know what? Because circumstances have been so weird, maybe, just maybe, I spoke it into existence this time. There you there go. We go. There we go. <laughs> All right, well, it's time for the shout out train on Twitter. Hey, man. And I'll drop the, jump to Twitter real quick. Hey, our guy, Andrew, always rocking with a slow back, is back. He says, ah, shit, here we go. I got Cowboys winning 38 to 16. Micah Parsons finally gets his pick and with two sacks on Heine Licken. I guess that's his name. And he says, Cowboys, <laughs> Cowboys, Heine Licken is what he's calling them. Cowboys D getting four picks and a strip set. And then he says the foreskins want us, they gonna get us. Let's fucking go. I see you, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got, of course, our guy Shane, man. Shane Sweet Feet, man. Up, Shane Sweet Feet. Shane O'Mac, baby. He says, hey guys, how y'all doing? Hey, we're doing great over here at Tucking Boys with the boys, man. Hey, he said he coming in hot, bro. That boy says, to 14. 40 to 14. Cowboys. And the bold prediction is the Cowboys will have over 500 total yards on offense. We see you show oh, them wow. that. Love that. Like love that. the okay. love the positive thing. I love that. Let me try one, dog. Let me try one real quick. So try, have, I'm gonna try I'm gonna try I'm gonna try somebody who uh, asked me to get their name right. <laughs> uh, so when I looked at the, the, the phonetical um, look to it, it did not sound like this, but I'm going to go with what he said, all right? So okay. Philip Shoy said, should Zeke sit out and will the offense be in sync again? We will win 37-17. I like that because, you know, 34-10, it's around along those same lines. Lamb, two touchdowns, eight receptions. Gallup, one touchdown. Cooper, one touchdown. So that, we got an air attack going here, man. Pollard with Let's another 50-plus yard touchdown. Parsons with two sacks. Defense with two interceptions. And, guys, he gave us a tip. So, Philip Shoy. Philip Shoy. Ships ahoy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like he said, that's what he said. That's, he, that's how he said it, man. Hey, yep. Philip Shoy. Hey, we appreciate it. At PJ Shoy, man. Y'all go follow that, man, hey, man. All the way you, from man. Germany. Definitely. All the way from Germany, man. He's always rocking with us. We appreciate it, my guy. Shout out to Mario at Mario86, man. Our boy's always rocking with us. You know it. Hey, he says, mm -hmm. it's going to be a knockout. Grind it out, divisional game. Dallas will have to win behind Dak's arm as the running game falters again. Womp, womp, womp. Come on, Mario. Hey, big plays by Lamb in the fourth. Dallas wins 26 to 20. Bold offense. Dak, 403 touchdowns. Lamb, 152 toadies. You know what I'm saying? He says the defense gets three sacks and curse with another interception. Okay, Mario. We feel it. The terror. Dactyl. <laughs> <laughs> the terror. 
man. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, shout out to all them, man. All, all the listeners, man, and all those guys, man. They're always bringing in the heat, man. They always rock with us. And hey, if you rock with us, you already know what it is, baby. It's Talking Boys with the Boys. Hey, Jess, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you? Um. Okay, of course. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, that's really where mm-hmm. I hang out. That's at J-E-S-S and my last name, which is N-E-V-A-R-E-Z with a nice little underscore after that. And, uh, you know, I'm already one step ahead of the no-name team because I have a name on Twitter. And you got a new nickname, huh? Hey, uh, I do. I need to add that to my Twitter bio, actually. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Mark? How, How about Jess with the mess? No? Oh, I love that. Does that work? I love that. Or I love to say, be I love Jess, to be messy with the no name team. <laughs> or you can say you could say this. You could say Jess, a star amongst boys. Oh Ooh, okay. that's there you go. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Also, thanks for having me. Heck yeah. Hey, y'all know who I am. I'm Adam Y on Twitter, talking boys with the boys, man. Hey, and tell I got dogs on my team that ain't trying to swap jerseys with you. Oh, nope. <laughs> nope. I keep my shit on my back, man. My name stays on my back. I don't swap shit with nobody. Mm. <laughs> I'm right. buckling knees and breaking ankles, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Mark D's corner, man. Mark D talking boys with the boys. Let me jump off right now, dog, because I got to go. You can, right. find him, you can find him at Patrick. <laughs> Patrick, Patrick, shenanigans. oh, Facts, <laughs> <laughs> facts. Dylan? But hey, Jess, it was a pleasure having you on. I got to go. Yes, Mark. See you later. You already know where to find me. At Dylan88Wilson. We be, you know, I'm going to get my phone back pretty soon. And, you know, all the shenanigans about to come on again. So. And it's over for you hoes. Yeah, it's over for you phone back. <laughs> Bless your hearts, man. Yeah, hit that yes, phone sir. And, and, and if they won't say it, I will. We got the best podcast out here. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button, y'all. You know where to find us. Subscribe, subscribe, follow, share. Yes, Let's go. Yeah, you can find me at that boy Dreezy. Uh, like I say, sports, wrestling, music, and just uh, random observations. <laughs> Already. Hey, now everybody out there listening, thank you for rocking with talking boys with the boys. Yes, sir.